Happy Friday, Happy New Year, and Merry Christmas. Today is January 6th, the second anniversary of the Capitol protest that is wrongfully being labeled as an insurrection. It's also the 12th day of Christmas, and if you're Puerto Rican or Mexican, I'm Puerto Rican, my wife's Mexican, it is Three Kings Day and the end of the Christmas season. So the last time I'm going to tell you, Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. All right, folks, let's uh, get into what's happening. I want to get this out, hopefully, before the 10 o'clock vote. Uh, McCarthy lost 13 times in the U.S. House Speaker, but he is flipping people over and he is a lot closer. The House has voted to adjourn until 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, at which time they will have the vote. I will have an uh, updated report of this because McCarthy might actually become Speaker of the House after today. I'll either do a midnight show, but most likely I'm going to get a good night's sleep and we'll do it first thing in the morning on Saturday. So if you want the latest and, and greatest, make sure that you, you know, like, share, and subscribe to this channel. We uh, bring you the news several times a day so that you are up to date on the latest. Okay, let's uh, let's get into this. The first thing I, I want to show you, uh, by the way, I, uh, I'm not going to show it to you here, but uh, Ashley Babbitt's mother um, was arrested today. Go over to therealbcp.com or bcpextras.com. You can see Ashley ba- uh, Babbitt's mother, uh, Mickey Withhoft, uh, Withhoft, being arrested. Why? How that all went down and the colorful things she had to say about the Capitol Police. Just check out our other show and you'll be able to see that. But because we don't have currently a Speaker of the House, the very weak administration of the former Vice President Joe Biden is making a big deal out of this and actually weakening us. White House offers reassurances on national security amid Speaker fight. State Department voiced concern over delay in choosing new Speaker of the House. This is today, this afternoon. Epic Times. One day after a State Department spokesman person warned that the ongoing Speaker of the House could eventually raise concerns related to the United States national security, a White House spokesperson offered a less alarming narrative. Why would the world be caring about our legislative? It's not like we don't have a standing army. It's not like we don't have a House of Representatives or a functioning Senate. Well, okay. Functioning Senate might be a little overstatement, but it's not like our government's crumbling and we're in the middle of some sort of upheaval. That happened at the end of 2020. And I think the world has pretty much accepted the strange situation the United States is in. So why would this why would this be an issue? I don't want to speculate about how long things would go before there would be some deeper concern about national security implications. White House National Security Spokesperson John Kirby told reporters on January 6th. We're confident that we can continue to defend the United States of America while House Republicans are working through this progress. He continued adding that there are vehicles in place for national security-related communications between the House, the Senate, and the House of Representatives. Once again, this is fear-mongering, and that are, is what Marxists do best. Okay, this morning, Steve Bannon had Representative Matt Rosendale on the war room before they went through their first few votes today. And I think Steve Bannon, like myself, I'll admit, were a little optimistic that we would have 20 people, maybe 15 people hold the line through the day, but that has eroded. But let me let me play you what Steve Bannon said 
in the spirit of optimism. This is not chaos. Anybody no. saying this chaos is wrong. This is this is getting. So you want solutions to the problems? You're seeing how you get solutions. Fighting these twenty people are patriots. They're going to be they're going to be considered in history like the patriots in 1773 and 1774 that led to 1776. Hi, Andy Biggs here from Arizona's 5th Congressional District. Wanted to give you an update on what's happening. You know, uh, we've had multiple ballots for speaker. And uh, Democrats and people in the D.C. cartel, Republicans, people who are conservatives, have said, oh, Andy, stop. Just succumb. Just give it up. Because it's messy, it's embarrassing, um, you're not governing. Let me tell you something. The United States of America is a constitutional republic. It is a country you and I both love. And if it is so fragile that you can't spend two and a half days debating, articulating position, and trying to get it right on who will be the third most powerful, most important person in the United States government, then we're weaker than I even have thought. I think we're okay. I think it's okay to have that, those debates. I think it's okay to push each other verbally and in debate. It sharpens who we are. All these people saying, oh, it's taking too long are ridiculous. This is the same people that signed that omnibus bill without even reading it. So why would we take their word for anything? Really, if you think about it. Plus, don't forget the Democrats are all about, oh, no, no, not just election day. It should be an election week or an election month. So if we no longer have an election day for president of the United States, why do why can't we have election days or, you know, not election for us, but house meeting days to get to the third most powerful person in the United States, the person that would be in the Oval Office in the case of the demise or the inability of the president and vice president. I've been talking with many of my colleagues on the floor from the entire other spectrum. We all understand what's at stake here. We all understand that the left has taken over every institution in the United States. And for me, I said, why don't we make a change of the trajectory why don't we change the leadership? Because if you can't make a change when you have an opportunity to make a change, when will you do it? That's one of my favorite things that Annie Biggs says here. If we don't take the opportunity right now to drain the swamp, that that's exactly what Republican voters want nationwide, not just in Annie Biggs' district, but throughout the United States. If we don't do it now in-house, when are we going to do it? If we also come to Kevin McCarthy then it's just business as usual. We have a chance to change it. Let's fight for it. And I think that's what Steve Bannon was optimistic about. Except of those 20, 14 no longer want to fight. It's down to six, folks. And Andy Biggs is one of them. And Andy Biggs is not going to jump on the McCarthy train or whatever you want to call it. The McCarthy motorbike? Yeah. Motorbike versus a train. Trump versus McCarthy. Yeah, I think that's a pretty fitting comparison. It just seems so important and so imperative to me. And so many of you have supported me. Thank you. Thank you for your support. Others have been critical. Thank you. Thanks for letting me understand where you stand. But the bottom line is this. We've just finished uh, the, I don't know, 14th vote. 
And uh, what happened in today's votes, in the first series, um, our group of 21, we had 20 no's and one present split. And uh, what happened is they picked up 13 votes and then they, they brought it up and they're sitting now at, I think it's 214, 215. Mr. McCarthy right now would need 217. He doesn't have those votes. We're going to go back tonight at 10 p.m. Um, if the Democrats don't show up, you have a decrease in the denominator. We'll see how it plays out. But I will just say this. My colleagues who, who have joined me in fighting this battle, we didn't do it because I didn't ever ask for anything. I did not ask for a committee assignment. I didn't ask for any pieces of my, my legislation to be brought to the floor. I want good leadership. I want to see members of Congress actually be able to represent their constituents by reading legislation. No more 4,000 page pieces of legislation given to us with a two hour window to review before we vote. No more suspension bills that actually spend money while all of us are flying back and two or three members go to the floor. No more of that stuff. No more uh, prevention of us being able to amend pieces of legislation. No more of that. And let's get a, a, a leader, uh, a speaker of the House that we trust, someone who can help us accomplish these goals and move the battle forward because the left is trying to take over this country and we will fight it. And I'm there and I'm going to be there. Uh, I'll keep you posted on what else happens. Thank you so very much. So if you're watching this before the vote, Andy Biggs is going to hold the line. Let's see who else does. Uh, by the way, welcome to Open Source News. I am your brother. I am your host. My name is James a.k.a. BCP Black Conservative Patriot. Uh, please, please do not forget to check out our sister channel, The BCP Report, where my eldest daughter in her early 20s college uh, student, actually in her last, uh, this is her last semester in college, by the way, recently married. Uh, she is bringing you the daily reports without commentary. So make sure you check out our sister channel uh, over at uh, The BCP Report. And don't forget to check out our off-platform show at BCP Extras or TheRealBCP.com. For instance, we did a little, I did a short little report on the arrest of Ashley Babbitt's mother earlier today, if you didn't see that on social media. Okay, let's, uh, let's continue here. Um, Epic Times did a little piece today on why Freedom Caucus members are now voting for McCarthy for House Speaker. Four days, 14 votes, no Speaker of the House. But with the chamber adjourned for the afternoon, a 15th vote is set for 10 p.m. I know you're all wondering what changed the vote, Freedom Caucus Chair Scott Perry told reporters in a chaotic gaggle after the House recess, re re revealing there's a tentative framework of an agreement in good faith that allows us to keep moving forward. How can you have good, good faith with McCarthy, who's a backstabbing bastard? I don't know. I don't know. Battered wife syndrome, Stockholm syndrome. If we don't do it now, we have the chance. Why wouldn't we do it? So sad to see that 14 so far have decided not to hold the line. Maybe they'll flip back. We'll see. Every single one of us has said and knows just what the American people know, that this place is broken and is operating on behalf of the status quo. 
each one of us made a commitment um, to serve the town and not... Oh, it's a, sorry. He says, this place is broken and is operating on behalf of the status quo, which serves this town and not the American people. And each one of us made a commitment to do so because the time is right to make that change and we weren't going to move from the positions of the changes made. Ask how they convinced the six holdouts, which are Andy Biggs, Lauren Boebert, Matt Gates, Eli Crane, Bob Good, and Matt Rosendale to support McCarthy. The newly covered 14 said talks within the Freedom Caucus will continue into the evening. I want to be clear that we still have conversations and we're still talking to our friends that disagree, but that at the end of the day, they are patriots who are setting up, trying to defend their country. They are people that I love and respect. So very different than, you know, these people who, at least the Freedom Caucus, um, saying that uh, we still respect those. Let's see. Andy Biggs doesn't seem like he's going to flip. I don't think Lauren Boebert's going to flip. Matt Gates is not going to flip. Uh, Bob Good is not going to uh, flip. And Matt Rosendale doesn't seem he's going to flip. I don't know much about Eli, Eli Crane, but it seems like Lauren Boebert, uh, Andy Biggs, and Matt Gates are a no-go. So there's still a bridge to gap there. He can only lose four. So he'd have to flip, I would say, Eli Crane, Bob Good. Uh, Matt Rosendale was the one that was with uh, Steve Bannon. So we'll see what happens tonight. If you're watching this after the 15th vote, please down below. Well, if you haven't watched it before, say my prediction is we will have Kevin McCarthy on Friday night and then see if you were correct. Those of you who are uh, coming later uh, will be able to see that. Now, folks, this is what really happened. Also on Steve Bannon on Friday was Madison Cawthorn. He knows from firsthand experience what happens when you oppose McCarthy. By the way, uh, Byron Donalds is one of those people, obviously, who has now flipped for McCarthy, even though he was nominated and voted for himself. Let me uh, let me play you what Madison Cawthorn had to say. It's kind of in line and what I've been telling you goes behind go, goes on behind the scenes. But here's a man who is no longer in Congress because he revealed the cocaine orgies of which Republicans are involved in. And he incurred the wrath of one swamp creature, treasonous, traitorous, rat bastard, Kevin McCarthy. Let's bring in Madison Cawthorn. Madison, uh, you've seen the swamp in action. Can you explain to our audience what's actually going on here in this drama? Steve Bannon's my hero. I love how he phrases that. What's really going on here in this drama? In other words, this is a production we're seeing. There's actual things that are happening that we're not privy to, that's really happening behind the scenes. And we're being told, oh, we're negotiating and we're going to good faith and McCarthy's going to give us what we want. He's going to actually be a conservative this time around or what have you. This is what's really going on, folks. Take note. And so what's going on with these 20 right now is they are facing intense pressure. Uh, be Keep them in your prayers. So I make no doubt, make no mistake, there are incredible threats being levied at them. One, they might be removed from committees. Other ones that it's going to ruin their personal life. They might be going after their family members in their workplace. Uh, this is a very serious task that they're undertaking, and it should not be taken lightly. But what's going on behind the scenes right now, Steve, is... If you've been on this program, you know I've talked about this several times. They threaten you and your family, and your family's workplace. They don't just go after you. They go after your wife. They go after your children. This is why I will never run for office. I'm squeaky clean, folks. I'm the type of person that, I'm like a Kavanaugh. I'm squeaky clean. That's why they came after Kavanaugh with something so ridiculous because the guy was so clean. They actually, they absolutely had to crush him with and destroy his credibility with a lot of people. I don't want to be subject to that. And what did they do? 
What else do they do? They go after your family. Well, I'm pretty open, folks. I have a newlywed daughter and my children are very young. I'm Hispanic, so, you know, I've got several brothers and sisters. My wife comes from a big family, got lots of nieces and nephews. And not all of them are perfect or not have any issues that couldn't be used to try and control me. And would it really be, and you think, is it really fair to XYZ and my family that they have to go through this because of this? When in the end, the deep state's going to crush and get where they want anyway. Do you understand? That's what happened a couple years ago. I got to be very careful here. What happened a couple years ago for all those people that said, hey, this doesn't look right. And we wonder why these people were so fighting for the right thing to happen a couple years ago, but they got no traction and then they just dropped off and faded into into obscurity because they threatened their family and said, look, at the end, we're going to get our way anyway, as we've seen. Look who is in charge right now. Look who has gotten the title. Look at where the former vice president is right now. You oppose us, we're going to crush you, hurt your family. And look, folks, it's not just words or reputation. It's uh, it's physical as well, folks. Threats. So just, it's our way, the highway. Go along with us and everything will be fine. We'll actually reward you. But if you go against, uh, against us, we're going to crush you. And by the way, we're going to win anyway. So what you're doing is, on principle, you're fighting a losing battle. And you think I'm just talking about the Democrats are doing this? <laughs> Listen to Madison Cawthorn. He knows he's talking about because they did it to him. What's going on behind the scenes is there are a lot of closed-door meetings, and it's really not usually member-to-member. Member. Uh, it's normally some kind of an agent of the leadership that goes to your chief of staff to talk to them on a really behind behind closed doors or closed doors and say, hey, well, one, we can either give you this committee if you want to do this. We can make sure your fundraising works out really well. Or two, we can leak this story, this story, and this story to uh, all the press. That's right. We reward you with these committees and with fundraising so you can continue to stay in power or we can destroy your family or we can leak all these things we have on you and destroy you. Remember, everything's fine with Madison Cawthorn. He comes out and talks about the cocaine and the orgies uh, with the Republicans. Next thing we know, we've got these pictures of him in drag, being silly, all these accusations. And then he loses his reelection bid. And he did that on purpose, folks. You understand that Kevin McCarthy did that on purpose to Madison Cawthorn because he's all about power and he can point to that to everyone behind closed doors right now. His representatives can say, hey, look, remember Madison Cawthorn? And I'm sure, I'm positive, that's how some, if not all, of those 14 that got flipped, got flipped. A combination of all those things that Madison Cawthorn just described. You know, we're, we the GOP does run a lot of cover for members of Congress trying to squash a lot of stories, but then they use that as leverage over these Republican members of Congress to say, if you don't fall in line, we're going to use these negative stories to hurt you at home, to hurt your credibility, to destroy you and make your life terrible. And that's on the Republican side, as well as a Democrat side. All right, folks, how do you think this thing's going to play out? You think we're going to have Kevin McCarthy today? Or do you think there's going to be enough holdouts to keep this going for a while? But look, at 215, I mean, he's got 14. Kevin McCarthy's not going to budge. This can go for another week. Kevin McCarthy's not going to resign unless those 14 flip back or something. And I don't see that happening. What are your thoughts? Put it down below. We'll know exactly how this thing's going to pan out, and we're going to have a full analysis of what went down on Friday tomorrow. Ciao, goodbye. God bless. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year.
Big hug to all of y'all. Don't forget to check out our other shows. Links to everything are down below.